1: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
2: What I was definitely excited. I'm, you know, I'm I'm just hoping for a good game tonight. I'm hoping for a competitive game. But I was excited about the women's game. Uh, that was Iowa against LSU. As you know, Rob, I've got ties to both places. Born in Louisiana. Um, so all my family, my roots are in Louisiana, down in the bayou. But I did live in Iowa for two and a half years in high school and actually went to the high school that Caitlin Clark went to. And I I didn't know her mom or not, not know her. Well, I can't remember, but she was there when I was there. She was in my brother's grade a year behind me. And so I was, it it, it just happens to be, she's the best player in the country. So I was excited to check that game out. And, um, Rob, LSU was just the better team. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They won the championship. Congratulations to them, 102-85. to And um, they had, you know, their great bench play. One of their players came off the bench. Uh, Jasmine Carson hit seven threes. (laughs) No, five threes, I'm sorry. Five for five in the first half with 21 points. Angel Reese, their... Star player, the best player. They got another one, Alexis Morris too. But Angel Reese was the player of the tournament, and Caitlin Clark did her thing. She had thirty points, eight assists, um, but shot nine and twenty-two from the field. Eight eight of nineteen from Trey. All right, but Rob, the big story that everyone is talking about was that Angel Clark uh, kind of taunted, not kind of, did taunt. Uh, Caitlin Clark toward the end of the game, when it was pretty clear that they were going to win the game, she uh, did the John Cena, you know, cover, kind of cover your face with your hand. And she was kind of followed Clark uh, during like a break in the action, did the taunt, the you can't see me taunt, and then started pointing to her ring, her finger, like, you know, we about to win and get this ring. And um Twitter went ablaze. Um some Keith Oberman ri- ridiculously uh called her an idiot for for doing that. I think he was an idiot for type type tweeting that
4: name calling is terrible anyway. Yeah, I come just on. I think college on all kid, levels.
2: Right. College kid. It just and, means um, you don't have
4: you don't have anything to say when you get into name calling.
2: Right. Just if you make a statement, just about make, it, make a, a statement, statement, but don't no no name calling,
4: right? No name
2: calling. A few other people were critical of her in the media, and it just became a huge thing. And um, do we have sound of Angel Reese talking about it after the game? Okay, here's what she said, Rob. I'm happy.
0: All year, I was critiqued about who I was. I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood, I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing.
2: And that Rob, that was the key right there because Caitlin Clark, um, earlier in the tournament against Louisville, she did the same you-can't-see-me gesture to a girl from Louisville and then later in the game told the girl to shut up Y'all down by 15 points, you know, something to that effect, or that that is the quote. And no one, there was very little, if any, I didn't see any criticism of her. It was that she's competitive, look at her swag and all that. And so to me, Rob, now I will say this, and then, you know, we'll, we'll get to you. I just want to quickly. I, if if Angel Reese does what she does kind of in a vacuum, I have no problem with with swag and a little taunting. I think the NBA goes way too far. And you know, you stare at somebody after you dunked on them for two seconds and you get a tech. That's ridiculous. I think you let the emotions of the game play out. And as players talk, that's fine. Um, but if if Angel Reese had done what she did, it's kind of a break in the action, you're pointing your ring finger, looking the girl in the face, just in a vacuum, like Clark hadn't done anything previously, wasn't, you know, trash talking herself. I would have been like, that's come on. You're about to win the championship. You don't need to rub it in her face. Like that's kind of, that's kind of tasteless. But the fact to me, the fact that Clark was doing it early in the tournament and doing it, you know, she just got a cockiness to her game, which is fine. I, I felt like, you know what? Fine. You know, it was all good. And what really bothered me mainly, my main takeaway, is the reaction. If people thought it was fine for Clark to do it, then do not criticize Angel Reese for doing it. If you had criticized Clark, fine, then you could criticize Reese. But you can't, they doing the same thing. You can't be critical of one and think the other one's real positive and it was great that she did it. That was my main problem. And when you interject race, with Clark being white, Reese being black, not interject, that might be the reason that very likely was the reason it was the negative reaction to Reese. So that that really is what bothered me about the situation. Um, the taunting's fine. I think she might have went a little far. But again, in the context of the whole tournament, I think it was fine. And to be honest, Caitlin Clark didn't seem to even care. She's a trash talker. She probably gets it if the other girl talks trash. It was what it was. But that's my take on it, Rob.
4: Yeah, I just think the it, it for me it was just the timing of it. I think what's lost in it is that the whole championship run and everything that happened kind of gets lost today. Nobody talks about it. Right. It's about something else. And there's a time and a place. I'm not against trash talking or any of that stuff. That's a part of the game if you do it inside the game. At the end of this championship to follow her around and do it where that was going to be the conversation, you kind of take away from your teammates, you take away from your school and your program just for that. That was a glowing moment. Uh, Nine million people watched on television. There was a lot of good stuff there. Excellent, excellent game. Yeah, and I think that's the only thing that bothers me is that it's lost because, you know, people like train wrecks, Chris. That's what people like, and that's what became the conversation today rather than this uh, incredible run and LSU winning the Women's National Championship. And so I think that that's probably my only issue, not the issue of, trash-talking, and people do it all the time, and it's a part of basketball. It just the timing of of her doing it. I don't know if she could have done it different earlier, before the game was really at the end or whatever. Uh, that, that would be my only criticism is that um, I think uh, the excellence and all the flame, fame and glory that went for not only her, Chris, but her teammates, her coach, and her school, right. that went out the window.
2: Yeah, I and and obviously, like I said, I think race did have something to do with the different reactions. And I want to get your your response to that too, Rob. But I'll say this. Like we said, what she did in and of itself, I was at the dentist today, and my dentist is black, African American man. And he 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 didn't like what she did. He was like, Come on, act like you've been there, like you don't have to go out, you know, like that. So my, my issue, Rob, was mainly with the reaction, though. The difference, I should say, in reaction. Whereas when Clark did it, people didn't. And she did. She did one, I think, during the game. But she also did one in a break in the action. It wasn't quite as exaggerated. Like, she didn't. I, I don't think she was walking toward the girl like um, Brees was. But she still was looking dead at the girl. The girl was kind of walking toward the bench. And she could see her. And or it looked like from the angles I saw. And so that was my thing. What did you think about? Because that seems to be what people are really talking about is the difference in the response. Like, oh, Clark, it was cute. It was she got swag. Look at all that. But then Reese does it and she's, you know, this terrible, you know, classless person and all that.
4: Yeah. I mean, there's always, as we know, in this country, race is always a part of a conversation. It is a lot of times, not every single time, but a lot. Right. And I and I'm sure there are some people who looked at it that way. Uh, I don't know, like if it was entirely that, or just like your black dentist said today, just that he yeah, didn't he like didn't it. he
2: didn't even say anything about like no, I don't no, even no, know right. if he knew Clark had done it, you know. And, but but, but just, just talking right. about Reese. But yeah.
4: that's what I'm saying. Like there there are people who just from a uh, 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 the sportsmanship thing would right. say, boy, that's classless. You know what I mean? And so when you start calling people classless, that goes into, uh, you know, what kind of people they are. Oh, you're black, so you're calling me classless. I don't have any class. or I think there's a combination of that, Chris. And I think that's where uh, people were, uh, you know, bothered by it and pushed back in defending her rather than, I don't know, and, and, and that would be the, the, the best thing to find out is if both players were black, you know what I mean, and people still had that reaction at the end of it, then right. you would say, it, it wouldn't then, race, you know, right, it's not sure. race, but it would be right. like they don't feel good about her. They felt like it wasn't classy. You're winning a championship and you're following around a losing player and kind of mocking her. I think that's the part that we don't know. But, but uh, you know, there are a lot of people out there, there's no doubt, uh, that will look at two different situational circumstances. We talk about it in life all the time. You know, I mean, there, uh, where where race does play in, whether people even are conscious of it. You know what I mean? They might even be con but, but, we, but we know because we've always been the brunt of a right. lot of that stuff. I think right. it's definitely something that black people are, are way more sensitive to because we've lived it.
2: Uh, absolutely. Um. I... Uh it was interesting, Rob, what she also said in that quote about, you know, I was doing, I don't know if we had it when we played it, but she also said something to the effect of, this was for the girls that look like me and all this and that. Now, look, I- I'm going to be honest, I don't follow women's basketball that much, particularly college. Um, and I, so I don't know what the women have carried themselves like on the court and all that. But I will say that a lot of the girls look like Angel Reese, <laughs> meaning they're black. Now, Iowa's team happened to be mostly white, and I think they had an all-white starting five. But, I mean, South Carolina was overwhelmingly black. I think they might have had an all-black starting five. Like, a lot of the teams had black, mostly black players, too. So I don't know. Again, I don't know. Is she, like, especially hood? I doubt it. You know, is she more hood than a lot of the other girls? I, I doubt, I tend to doubt it. I don't know. I don't follow it closely enough. But I that was an interesting comment to me because, again, uh, blacks playing basketball is obviously a ton of them, men
1: and women. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: disappointing is not the word um you and I both really like Kyrie Irving and his game his game is spectacular I think he's the first ballot hall of famer he hit arguably the greatest shot in NBA history uh is certainly one of them
4: well, and also and, the history of of coming back from a three one like that right. that that's the importance of it. Some people would say, "Oh, just a shot." No, no, that that completed a three one comeback in the, the finals. The greatest comeback in the NBA finals. Yes, history. right. Plain and simple. And he hit the he... game winner from twenty five feet. <laughs> yes, you cannot
2: uh, right. discount that. I'm sorry. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, it's it's been tough sledding for Kyrie since then, Rob. Um, obviously he forced his way out of Cleveland. Went to Boston. It started well, but then he got hurt. The year he was hurt, uh, the Celtics with their young players, Tatum and Brown, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, get to the conference finals. Kyrie comes back healthy the next year, and they get beaten in the second round. Ultimately, he leaves there, goes to Brooklyn with Kevin Durant, uh, only plays about 20 games his first year there. Uh, we all know the story. They just never even re- – forget not reaching their potential. They really never gave themselves a chance, whether it was Kyrie's, you know, anti-vaccination stance or – Injuries. It was injuries. Right. It just, they it, just never even gave themselves – and this year, and, Rob, again, James Harden left. He should have stayed, I think. We'll see what they do Philadelphia. And then, and then they had the 18 out of 21, Chris, they yeah. were balling. I mean, they were looking like now a lot of people didn't like them to win the East. You and I did, uh, a few others, but they were certainly Rob. If Kevin Durant is there and Kyrie Irving is still there, there is no doubt in my
4: mind they're a contender.
2: They probably are the third seed, if not higher.
4: But it's not impossible to think no, that they could have been able, all. right? Exactly. Not at
2: all. I mean, again, you pick who you want, but th- to think they were playing some of the best defense in the league too,
4: right? The after, team after they made the coaching yep. change and and Jock Vaughn, Chris, uh, it was different. It was a different team. Oh, it, yeah, it really was.
2: And but Kyrie, you know, he wanted the bag. They understandably weren't ready to give it to him, which I think all of us get. And Kyrie forced his way out. Now he's in Dallas. And um, it is bad, Rob. When he got there after the trade deadline, when he played his first game, let's put it that way. When he played his first game, Rob, they were the fourth seed. The fourth seed in the West. They've gone 8-16 and 16 since then. And now they're the 11th seed, and Rob, they're they're out. They, they still have a chance. They're not mathematically eliminated from the play-in. They're a game behind Oklahoma City with three left, but they don't have the tiebreaker, Rob. So they're basically two games behind OKC with three games left. So there is, you know, we'll see. I mean, you never know, but it's a disappointment to say the least. And Kyrie's playing like individually, Rob, he's putting up big numbers. He's doing what he does. And there's, there's you know, on- yesterday had 41 in a loss to Atlanta.
4: The the only problem is and, and fair or not, Chris, only one person's going to take the fall for that. And it's going to be Kyrie that he came and things went sideways. Like and not based on him playing, you know, his ability to no, play. No. Right, but just that's never been his issue. No, that's not it. But but it didn't go right, like for him, like it did. It didn't go right because they stopped winning. They stopped winning. Yeah, they didn't just stay even. Right, they went. They lost
2: seven of their last eight. I mean, what? Right, Chris, you got two All Stars. Did Lucas start an All Star game? I would think so, but he's obviously a top, you know, five six player in the in the world. And Kyrie's the starter on the All-Star team, and they're not going to make the
4: play in. Which is just mine. But you, in the NBA, if you have two players, you're, you're good to go. And especially two of that caliber. Right. But they can't stop anybody, Chris. This is bigger. It's, and I'm not saying it's Kyrie. But I'm but but the but the well, optics, the yeah. optics are Kyrie joined and the team went south. That, right. Those are the optics. He already had the bad reputation, Robbie.
2: And you know this, look. When he when he and Durant went to Brooklyn, and I think you know this too, Rob, there were many teams. I say most teams that were in the hunt for Kyrie or, or you know, were possibilities for him. Rob, that would not have taken Kyrie. I talked to the front office people. Teams would not have taken Kyrie now. They would have taken
4: him with Kevin Durant. Right. Which is what Brooklyn the Nets did. Nested. Right. I, I but anybody who was second, himself, second guess that. It, they're yep. crazy. No, no, no. I don't care. What what NBA executive and owner are you that if Kevin no, Durant's coming and and Kyrie and they're coming together, you wouldn't take them. I, I don't believe anybody right. would say that.
2: Absolutely wouldn't. right. Um, I agree with you. The optics are it's, it, it feels like a confirmation. I just pointed out a lot of the things that have gone wrong with Kyrie. In, his, you know, in terms of his career and winning or losing. But am, but am I right you, about the
4: optics or no? I'm just oh, saying. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Even now, though I'm just say saying this. the defense is terrible, Chris, right. horrendous. And I'm not. You just said he scored 41 and they lost. Okay? Like, right. So it's not like he's uh, shooting uh, two for 22 right. or something.
2: He's 51% there averaging right. 27 points a
4: game. He's playing great. But right. they're not winning. Because it's, it's a
2: team game. And, and, and let me just say this. Because you are absolutely right, Rob. The optics. Most people are gonna put it on Kyrie. And certainly he gotta own a lot of it. There's right. You can't overlook, Rob, the coincidence. I'm sorry. Like, I mean it's not a coincidence, but my point is you can't overlook the fact that it didn't go well with him in Boston. It didn't go well with him in Brooklyn. And now you get trade. We talked about teams not wanting him by himself. There's some, because obviously there were other teams willing to trade for him, but a lot of teams didn't want to bring him into their culture and their program. And now this, so it, it he's going, he has to own a lot of it. But I want to point out a few of the other, and I guess the question that we're going to throw out to the listeners, Rob, is who, who do they put the blame on?
4: I look, I think Jason Kidd has to take a lot of blame. Cause and you remember everybody style? was like, Oh, Jason Kidd will straighten out Kyrie. Yep. And, and it's not, again, Kyrie has played well. But he ain't straightening out the defense, Jason no. Kidd,
2: and that's on the coaching staff. Rob, we the, we talk about it. I've said Brooklyn was a horrific defensive team under Steve Nash. Jacques Vaughn comes in there, and all of a sudden they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. That, the that, coaches got to yep. emphasize it, emphasize it day after day after day. Because they, as long as you have the strength and the athleticism. To defend, which most NBA you know players or teams certainly have some people like that, then you can be a, an adequate defensive team. So that's on the coaches' staff. Rob, I think the the strategy is that they they haven't changed anything. It's just like we got Luca doing what he does. Now we will throw Kyrie, and we got two guys doing what Luca does. Like it has to be now. Offensively, they've been scoring, so maybe you would say, well, offensively they're fine. But the bottom line is. It's not smooth. It's not working. And ultimately, Rob, I also think Luka Doncic. And this is my thesis on it. You know how much I like Luka. I call him Luka Legend, all that stuff. Rob, when a player first enters the league, you know how it is. They first want to establish themselves as a superstar if they're that caliber of player. And we allow that generally, the media, the public, because you're young. You don't expect them to win. And, but they just establish, oh, yo, he can ball. He's nice. And then they get the super max kind of, yo, he yo, he's one of the best players in the league. And then after a few more years, it's like, okay, can he win? Is he gonna win anything? Right, you know, right. you might not win a championship, but is he getting close? Is he? Is he look like he can win a championship? And Rob, particularly the ultra, you know, upper echelon players of which Luca is. So, Rob, this is what I say about this: Luka Doncic now, because of this situation where he has shown zero leadership, he has not held you know himself and other his teammates accountable. He doesn't give even real effort defensively. We get it. He's not going to be a great defender. He's not the quickest and speediest guy in the world. Okay. But, Rob, Steph and Steve Nash, they weren't great defenders, not great defenders, but they're smart defenders. They know they're in the right place. They try. They take charges. You can do that. Luca doesn't even do that. And that's the thing. As the leader of the team, when you don't put forth the effort defensively, you can't, you can't hold anybody accountable.
4: Nobody's gonna follow you, Chris. And nobody. And and that is uh leading by example. If guys see you diving for loose balls and yep. you know, and 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 using muscle and whatever it takes, that's what people go like, dude. If he's doing that, he's the star right. making a gazillion dollars. How am I not gonna do it? Yep. Yep, and, that, and
2: and so Rob, I think now going forward, until he wins the championship, if he does, now there are going to be questions about Luca. Yeah, he's great, he'll be All-NBA, he'll make every All-Star team, he may even win an MVP at some point, you know, he's, he's good right. enough to. But there will be questions. Does he have the intangibles? Can he lead? Is he a leader? Can he hold you accountable? Will he at least... Try defensively. Does he have the heart? All of that, Rob. That, to me, that's going forward. That's going to be what people say ask about Luka Doncic until he wins a ring. No doubt. Because this wasn't just not winning a championship. This was freaking missing the play.
4: This is this is falling <laughs> off the face right. of the earth. Like like no one could have imagined. Like, like no. you said, I remember people... And I remember some Dallas people and people who were like all thought that, oh, my God, look at what they did. This is unbelievable. Who cares about the picks and all that other stuff? Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, you got to try to uh, acquire a player of, of Kyrie's caliber. You jump on it. You don't even think about it. And now? Absolutely. Now what?
2: Yeah. You all give right. them a
4: contract?
2: Well, Chris Haynes reported today, Rob, that they will – they want to re-sign him, but he's gonna test free agency. Now, if I'm Dallas, I'm I, look. I might bring him if I'm offering him something. It's one year. He ain't and gonna take that. A team option for the second year at best. Because I I would say this for the if I'm the Mavericks, Rob. Look, offensively they've been fine for the most part. I'm thinking him and Luca. The thing is, I don't know. Luca, they seem to get along, right? They you see him on the bench. They they seem to be fine. But Rob, I don't know if Luca likes playing with Kyrie just because Luca's never been in a situation where he's got another guy like himself. You know what I mean? Like it can be hard to play with a guy that also, when you're ball dominant, that's also ball dominant. And and probably first time in Luca's life, Rob, he's played with somebody. As as talented and as skilled as him, if not more so. Not better or as good as Luca. Right. But he's certainly as talented and skillful. So that, that can be tough if you used to be in the show and the only show at that.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: What they are excited about or were, Rob, was the women's Final Four. And uh, they did some incredible numbers. We kind of alluded to it. But Rob, Rob G., give us, you know, the, the numbers for this women's championship game yesterday at 3.30 in the afternoon, Eastern
5: Time. That's right. So with average 9.9 million viewers, it peaked at over 12 million at certain parts of the game. So those are huge numbers. To put into context, though, I know people might hear 9.9, like, yeah, right. that sounds like a lot, but you know, I see the Super Bowl is 150. But here, here's the context for you, okay? Not counting the men's Final Four, which still hasn't released their numbers yet, which is kind of surprising.
4: Well, because they're bad. Well, we don't you're, know. You're we don't right. know. Right? No, no, okay. well, but you know, well, Rob G. Yeah, if, if they're they were good, good, they're them. Right. You so, know that.
5: Okay, so not counting that because we don't know yet. I'm the, just saying. The women's that's... championship game has outdrawn all but two of the men's games in this year's tournament. Okay, the women's national championship, nine point nine million viewers, matched or exceeded every game of last year's NBA playoffs except for the NBA that's finals. Crazy. That's crazy. That, that it is, topped every single crazy. game of last year's MLB postseason except for the World Series. Crazy. It beat every NASCAR race since 2017 crazy and every nhl game in more than 50 years crazy including the stanley cup final wow that wow that's the that's the number
4: that they had chris that's the number like a ridiculous number
2: rob now rob g that's just the championship game though how were the and you may not know off the top of your head but the tournament overall was it like really high or was it well it so reached a the crescendo
5: portion? in the last week or so with the right. caitlin clark phenomenon and the the um the final four game between south carolina and iowa did higher numbers than any nba game had done this season for espn
2: Well, see rob and and, and rob that's why i asked about the tournament because rob i think this was about caitlin clark um i too i, I like i said earlier i don't watch much women's basketball WNBA or in you know college. Um, The last time I really made appointment TV to watch the women's college game was Brittany Griner. I remember that. Yeah, right. I wanted to see. Okay, what is she doing? She's dunking and all that. And now, as I said last week, like I tuned in. I made it a point to watch Caitlin Clark in the final four and the championship game. And Rob, I think that's when you have a transcendent player, and that's what she is. Um, I think that's when you get the the fans who are casuals to your sport. It's like like Michael Jordan, Rob. He drew he drew women that didn't really weren't in the sports, you know, weren't in the NBA. He drew people, who, men who hadn't been that much into the NBA game. Like I'll
4: give you a better one: Tiger Woods. A lot of people, Chris, don't know nothing Great about point. golf. Yeah, could care less. Oh, wait a minute! Tiger's in the uh, on Sunday playing for for the whole ball of wax. I'm watching, and the numbers yep. showed it and bared it out. Absolutely, they can't Great put point. on any golf. Without even – and Tiger maybe had one in years, Chris. Like, you know, they right. always put him in the commercial <laughs> and always put his picture. Am I right? If he were in the – as bad as he – I hate to say it this way. And he's, right. and he's always right. And he's As bad
2: a, as he is right now, right. And he, he always gets the
4: premium pairing. Yep. He's not like paired with some right. uh, yokel. It's always right. like we got to get him because of what possibly it could do for our ratings number. They know that. Right. Do you
2: agree with that assessment about Clark? Like, uh, not to disrespect LSU, South Carolina. I don't know. South Carolina had a good story with Dawn Staley, They're trying to become one of the best teams in college basketball history as far as women. But I really do think, Rob, that this girl, she plays a lot like Steph Curry, you know, for a woman. Um, and it, it was just... And now I was interested also, I, I'm not going to lie, the fact that she was from, you know, the high school I went to. But still, even if she weren't, I would have been interested. Like, wow, this, she's, you know, she's something we haven't seen in the women's game. And Rob, she looked like, I thought, and, and people going to say this is because she's white and he's white. Oh, But to me, the, Iowa was clearly overmatched yesterday like LSU was just just better but Caitlin Clark kept them in the game and she's more than just a shooter she can pass she threw some great passes she averaged 8 assists in addition to her 30 points a game remember she and, was
4: uh, held down yesterday
2: right right <laughs> right right but she it reminded me Rob of Larry Bird in Indiana state i mean Indiana state his teammates weren't much And they were going against Magic Johnson and Greg Kelser, who was a great, you know, Greg Kelser. Greg Kelser was was a great great college college player. Absolutely. It it
4: wasn't like Magic Johnson and the Pips. It was was, uh, Greg Kelser. Kelser I think they were both
2: first team All American. Right. Greg Kelser
4: and Magic Johnson. They were both in the same sentence back then. They were awesome, and they
2: had a better team. And it was like the only reason Indiana State was even in that game was because of Bird. And that's how I felt. About Caitlyn Clark,
4: and, and it, I remember it's just watching somebody that's on a different level. I remember that game vividly and how big it was. It had all the elements you wanted, you know, Larry Bird, white guy, black guy, yep, like like yep, you know yep. for all the marbles. I mean, it was what what was that rating number? Well, thirty seven?
2: Highest? I think it was forty in the forties, forty four. Rob G, right? It was thirty nine, forty four. So. It was but it's the highest something. rated game ever, and it will always.
4: be. It always will be. College, like, yeah. think about that. Like we're talking college about or We're talking about 9 and this was like uh, I don't know 37, 30, uh, 40, it was it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but um no, it was look, and
2: it was 35, 35.
4: Chris. Yeah, which is a cr- believable crazy number. number.
2: Um but people are talking about, you know, the the situation with Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. You know, they should move past that and and you know, what this did for college basketball and, or women's college basketball. But can
4: they can they build her on it or or no? This is just well. A she's a thing. junior. Clark's a junior, so
2: I assume she'll stay. Um, and you know she may not, but if she stays, she might go Rob, to the
4: WNBA for fifteen thousand. No, I'm just saying. <laughs>
2: Look at you. They make what? I don't know what they make. Two hundred, I think the most or something around there. But anyway. Alex, you make
4: more than that. Um, I do.
2: Don't you think I will say this, Rob. If she comes back, I assume she will. I Don't you think she'll be like they'll probably put them on television like, you know, during the regular season. I bet you they put them on national television on some they weekend. Should, they should put a rematch of
4: these two schools. I'm absolutely. serious. Start I think, the season Start the that. season right. in the absolutely. Maui Classic or you South know Carolina. I mean? They
2: should play too. Yeah, again. They,
4: they should be like something like that yep. just to kick off the women's college basketball. But I always say, and I know uh, women can affect college basketball, and uh, women's college basketball, and it's popularity. Women. There are more women than men, Chris. Oh, Stop. Right. Right. You don't need right. men to watch to make it big, right, right. you don't. There are more so no women and men. men that don't watch. Exactly. So that's not but if right. women watch, watch, what you watch, and they put the numbers up, Chris, everything is based on numbers. If the numbers are big, ESPN, CBS, everybody's yep. going to play, going to put those games on. If right. the numbers are minuscule, they won't, <laughs> and they won't
2: talk about it. Like, don't sometimes, right. Rob, you know this networks, newspapers, sometimes. They'll cover something nobody cares about. But they got an agenda, so they want to put it on the front page and, oh, let's, you know, make people read about it. If people aren't interested, they're not interested, no matter where you put it.
4: Doesn't matter. But
2: if it's something like like this now, if, if I had turned on SportsCenter this morning and they didn't say anything about Caitlin Clark, Rob, I would have been like, what, what are they
4: doing? No, they, you can't do that. If you do that, then you're really missing the boat right. on what – Uh, the vibe or what people want and want to talk about.
0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
3: Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just 49 dollars Get admission